Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition today of your series, your series, groceries. See all that uh, gray area? Your series, the groceries, they sound the same. Um, one is what I'm actually saying, and one is up for interpretation. Um... The thing is, is that uh, I I went in yesterday to this job, and I signed up to work and thought I'd be a good fit for it, and I thought I'd work there and got into it, and then my back started causing me problems, and then uh, I didn't really like the type of work that it was. I didn't really feel like I was doing Christian work. Um, I, I mean, I know it's for charity and I know it's for, you know, the less fortunate, but, uh, you know, Clarkson is a pretty uppity town. You know, there's some people that are less fortunate that go to the Salvation Army in Clarkson, but then there's some people who, uh, take advantage of the system and they walk in there with a bunch of money or they walk in there with, t-shirt and they say i want a refund for my t-shirt i bought and then it's like you have to have a receipt and then they they claim they don't have a receipt they threw it away and they want to get money for their clothes that they throw in there even though it's a donation center don't make too much sense so uh you know and the the, the less fortunate the ones that are struggling to make payments you know that that should be the store that they go to to find quality deals on on discount clothes the uh the uppity people the ones that are rich and have a bunch of money and just go to find other knickknacks that are uh from what people had in their household and then they want to you know basically donate them and then they want to buy and then another person wants to buy them and take them into their household you know it's kind of like a big you know, community group, you know, it's like sharing the, uh, the goods and services. So it's like, uh, you know, the services would be, you know, donating. So you're sharing what you're donating and the goods is what you're donating. The, the services is the active, the service of, of, of goods and services is donating and sorting through and displaying what's good and what's not. Anyways, I uh, I ended up quitting. Yes, you can call me a quitter. I am a quitter, but I do not quit what I enjoy doing or what I can do with my bad back, my mental illness, my lack of work ethic, not ethic, uh, lack of work effort, physical labor. You know, if, I, if I'm doing physical labor, it's not, it's not going to be good. If I, if I have to do you know, computer work, it's fine if it's just, you know, something short and small. But if if it doesn't pique my interest, then I then I have absolutely no want to do it whatsoever. And if I do physical work, it's, uh, you know, going to be doing doc work for my dad's doc company and my doc company, which is my self-employment business that's uh, currently not up and running, that I deleted the bank account and... Uh, really didn't get that going because of covid 
But uh, what's still up and running and not making any money is my JCHW program that I have going on, JCHW Broadcasting. Um, currently not making any money because I have no commercials and currently just spending money on music to amp up my uh, music library. So if I do get hired for a open house or something where people get together, I can bring my speakers and I can play my music, but really anybody can do that. All they need is a pair of speakers and a Bluetooth uh, phone that plays their music from their phone. So it's like that's kind of, you know, DJing is kind of obsolete at this point. It's like before it was like, oh, man, this guy's got the music. This guy's got the turntables. This guy's got all this stuff. And it's like, okay, do you really need all that if you want to save money and, and condense down in this economic hardship that we're all in? You know, don't you really just need a speaker and your own music? Even you, you could even just get a speaker and turn on the radio. I mean, it's really, it's really putting me as a disc jockey out of the business. I've already done my disc jockey services at the strip club. I was a disc jockey at the strip club, if you didn't know, and uh, I, uh, I did my time there, and I held that job a little bit longer than I held some other jobs that I've had post, uh, post psychosis. Notes on psychosis. Did you like it? Um, I thought I was going really fast in the episode. It turns out I was just really going fast, faster at the end. But the faster I went at the end, the the more it seemed like it was just, uh, you know, basic communication. Like me going fast is like regular people's speed. And, you know, when they listen to my broadcast, they listen to something that is a little bit slower. Um the pauses, the the breaks in action, the the dead air coming up with content to send out what's next in the lineage of knowledge from Joe, from what he's experienced, and how does it pertain to my life, and how is it going to make my life better? Well, if I was going to just automatically say, well, this is what's going to make your life better, I'd, I'd, uh, I'd just try to read the Bible. So perhaps that's what we'll do today. Uh, we'll read a little bit from the Bible. Um, promises from God for every man. Um, I'm endorsing this product because it was only five bucks, and it's a, it's a really great reminder that God has promises in store for you um, while you're on earth and when you get to heaven. May the Lord show you kindness and faithfulness. The faithful love of the Lord never ends. His miracles never cease. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. As in, we should be thankful for every day that we have on earth because we never know when it's going to be our last day. His mercies. You know why he doesn't just eliminate us all right now with nuclear war, but, but, but actively preventing that from happening by putting people in power that are going to prevent that from happening, that's uh, that's the work of God. So the first verse, may the Lord show you kindness and faithfulness, is from 2 Samuel 2, 6. Chapter 2, verse 6, book 2 of Samuel. I was unaware that Samuel had a book 1. I, I don't recall I'll have to look into that right now. I'm going to look into that after I read Lam Lamentations 3, 22 through 23. 
The faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. May the Lord show you kindness and faithfulness. 2 Samuel 2.6 Kindness and faithfulness. Something told me that I didn't need to have that job. Something told me that it wasn't life or death on whether or not I had that job. And it became aware to me that I didn't need to have that job. Yes, there is Second Samuel. Samuel. I don't think I've ever read the book of Samuel. Maybe a long, long, long time ago. Doesn't it seem like the more you get involved with the Bible, the more you realize that there's new books? You know, like you, you think you know all the books. But then the moment you think you know all the books, you realize there's more books to the Bible. Like I, I thought I didn't I didn't think of Samuel as a book. And there's there's two books. There's one Samuel and there's second Samuel. So it's like you can try to memorize all the books, but chances are you'll forget them. And, and it's like if you try to memorize the whole Bible, it's impossible and know the whole story. So it's, it's very difficult to, to know everything that goes on inside the Bible. And I, and I figured out when the Sabbath is. The Sabbath is on the evening of Friday and lasts through or till the evening of Saturday. Evening of Friday through the evening of Saturday. So that means you get one good night, one good morning, one good afternoon of rest, and then when the evening arrives, it's time to get back to work. Well, it's only 9.54 a.m. right now on a Saturday. And if you consider this work, I would say it's a hobby. It's a hobby in which, you know, I can make a penny if you listen to an advertisement that I put an advertisement on. And going back to the advertising, if I were to say what I was advertising on the book of promises that God has for everybody, the things that I was reading... It's a uh, little cards, little cards like business cards, but they're all nice and neatly organized. And you can find them on Amazon called Promises from God cards. Search for that. And they have them for women, for children, for marriage, for love, um, a lot of different topics. But mine was uh, Promises for Every Man from God. Um. I am not God. Um, something that made myself feel like I was God for a minute was feeling like I was chosen. When I when I was chosen during my break um, to receive the gospel at the same time that I was having my transfiguration from the death of one self to the birth of a new self, um, becoming bipolar, schizoaffective, and experiencing... Um, mental illness, um, that was really the death of the worldly life, the athletic life, the the smoking life, smoking marijuana. I smoke cigars, or I have still, but I'm trying to quit. Um, um, so, and, and, and the, the sexual active life, um, the worldly life was ended and the religious life began. 
And it really took me probably eight years. Eight years. It's taken me eight years. It's been eight years, two months, and 25 days. Almost, almost eight years, three months since my break. And I can say that that is nearly, like, if you add on three more years, by the time I get to 33, half of my life, or a third of my life, will have been with my mental illness and my religion. And that's kind of amazing to think like that, because I still think that it hasn't been all that much time with me with this mental illness, even though I've, I've dealt with it for a long time, I still have thoughts of going back and being who I was before. And then I think to myself, there's no going backwards. Um, people say, you know, I weighed 307 two years ago or a year ago, and now I weigh 340. And then you get, you know, angry and upset. And you're like, you know, I, I wish I was the way I was then. And I wasn't happy with how I was then. It's like, well, yeah, well, imagine weighing 200 pounds and, you know, now weighing 300 pounds and looking back and saying, okay, well, I wasn't happy about my weight then. I still had concerns about it, but now I have more weight and I'm less concerned about it. You know, it's just a thing of maturity or just like, Human happiness, you know, it's like they're never satisfied with what they have. They always want more. And that's why we live in an American capitalist society. Uh, you go to work, you go to school, you go to earn money in whichever way you can. So you can buy, 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 and the economy grows. The economy grows with what you want to have. What you want is your material. None of your material will ever carry with you into the afterlife. The only thing that goes with you is your soul, your mind, and your spirit. You get new bodies when you're resurrected. Okay? Um, I had a dream, which I might talk about on Dreams, the series Dreams, it was uh, influential, so I think I'll save that for that. So if you want to switch on over there, I might do that today or tomorrow, depending on how radioactive I feel. Um, essentially, God is just, uh, you know, the... the what you, it, it, it's not anything that you can be upset with. Lean not to thy own understanding. There may be times where you feel like you're abandoned by God, but he could just be at a distance, letting you figure things out for yourself, seeing how you tread on the water by yourself. Why? Maybe to re-strengthen your connection to God. Maybe to make you realize how much more you you need to have God in your life and you, you need not to be abandoned. Or maybe just to have endurance through a tough time. I, I was really down and I was feeling really bad and I, uh, I cursed God. I, I said... 
I said some bad words about God and I uh, got angry about it and he uh, he came back to me and made me realize that I was being foolish, you know, showed me his love in a way that made me realize that it's not him who was making the mistake, but it was me. But I'm not so intelligent or I'm not so wise or I'm not so patient that I don't make mistakes. I, I pride myself on trying to be perfectly in sync with, with what God wants me to be like. And there's times where I make mistakes and I don't like to admit them. I don't like to be admit my faults or my foolishness or anything like that. But there's times where I get corrected and... um. I'm thankful for those times because it, it's building my character. It's building who I am. Um, you know, gosh, I feel so frustrated with uh, that Salvation Army situation because first off, I applied, and then a couple days later, I received the phone call and was told that I wanted to go in, that they wanted me to come in for an interview on the 1st of February. So I went in on the 1st of February and I didn't hear back from them until the 17th of, uh, of February. And then I went in just yesterday on the 19th and, um, uh, stayed half a day. And I, I told them on the phone when I was talking to them after waiting so long and thinking that they just kind of forgot about me. I said, I'm going to go in for a trial thing. I haven't worked in a while, and I'm, it's just going to be like a trial for me to see if I can do the work. And they said, yeah, yeah, that's fine. And I, I seemed all for it, and I was, I was, you know, positive attitude, but my positive attitude couldn't fix my bad back. It couldn't fix the environment that I was used to at Target, and it couldn't fix the uh, – the, the situation that I that I was in that made me want to uh, stay there for purposes other than selfish gain. I mean, what more do I need work money for? I mean, if I'm working, I'm basically working for $5 an hour. I work for $10 an hour, and I am on... I don't want to get into it, but basically they take away half my pay because I'm already on supplementary, supplementary income from the government because I am disabled in income disability. So basically it's like you want to break your back, you want to do a bunch of work for $5 an hour, and it's like not really. I'd rather just sit at home and, you know, miss out on that extra $5 that I'd be putting forth for an extra hour not really worth it to me. So it's a tough situation to be disabled and try to get back into the workforce. I know how that goes. The workforce is something that is good for people in it, but you realize when you're in it, you're kind of blind to other things. You're in work mentality. I mean, when I was working for the three and a half hours that I did, um, I heard a voice of my old human resources manager 
laughing in the ceiling as a radio broadcaster. She was laughing at me like a wicked witch laugh. Like, ha, 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 ha. Like, not like that, but worse. Like a woman evil witch laughed. Like, you know, you had it so well at Target and now you can't, now you find yourself at a, at a downgrade Salvation Army. You know, it's like, yeah, well, they're a Christian organization and they stand for what I believe in as well. Okay. So I heard the laugh. And then there was this girl that I liked at Target. Um, and then I heard the sexual moanings of her getting banged by another coworker. And I heard that I heard it like, you know, she was like screaming and, and, you know, saying, you know, she like, like saying, you know, oh, I liked him, but, but this feels so good. You know, like what, what her true intentions were, you know, like she liked me as well. And I liked her, but yet I hear her saying she liked me through the sexual moaning from getting banged from another person. That's hell for you. Um, but the heaven is, is that I am being aware of my surroundings. Then, as I quit the job, I hear her, the manager, laughing again. And uh, I think to myself, if, if, if my schizoaffective is active while I'm working in my environment, then does that mean that, uh, does that mean the more work environment, the more stimuli of my environment that I have become situational effectiveness, situational schizoaffective, as in work, working stimulis the the uh, schizoaffective and it, and it activates it situational schizoaffective. So, you know, it's like, I, I don't feel like dealing with that. I don't feel like battling that because that changes my whole mood because it's things that you believe. You believe your manager would be laughing at you because you go to a, a pay decrease in a less clean, cleansy and friendly work environment, not friendly work environments, so a more friendly and work environment, but um, a less, you know, uh, the word is prestigious uh, work environment. Um, and then you hear that about the girl that you liked and you're like, uh, you know, I don't, I, you know, I, I'm, a, my stance on finding a woman right now is, is really just, uh, not concerned with it. I, I don't want to have a child and raise a child. I, I don't want to have a wife and take care of her needs and have her take care of my needs and, you know, complicate my lifestyle and, and, you know, have her get mad at me, have me get mad at her. I can't deal with arguments. I, I'm not good around people. I, I have a problem with everybody. I'm really not a people person. I am just a, you know, I can do it for 15 minutes if I have to. I can do it for 23 minutes if I have to. I can do it for 10 seconds if I have to. But anything more than that, you're asking me to stick around for an hour, two hours, three hours, all day, all week, all month, all year. You know, that, that's really asking a lot of me to commit to. And I'm not like that because I'm, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm committed to my house. I'm committed to my truck. Those are things I've invested money in. I'm committed to my radio show. That's something I've committed myself to. And, uh, 
I'm basically committed to the things that bring me happiness. So I, so I guess if a woman did come into my life and brought me happiness and I didn't really have a problem with, with anything that she was doing and she didn't have a problem with anything I was doing and we learned to work around our, our, our personalities to, to fit into the perfect mold, then I guess I'd accept it. But I mean, I got a lot of standards and I got a lot of problems with a lot of different things. And to find that perfect person is going to take an awful lot of, an awful lot of searching. And it's a lot of effort to search for that perfect person. And then you have to talk to them the right way. Then you have to treat them the right way. You have to do all that stuff. It's like, whoa, you know, I, I don't really want to get involved in that. So uh, I'm good just being a lone wolf, you know, a lone ranger, an echo dog, you know, one dot on the Morse code, right? Did I say echo dog, echo wolf? Echo Wolf, Echo, Echo Man. I don't like being, I don't like dogs, okay? I don't like everybody having a dog. Look at my dog. This is my dog. I mean, I have nothing against dogs except for the fact that everybody's like, this is me and my dog. This is my dog. Do you like my dog? Maybe you like your dog as much as you like your child, but why do you put your child, why do you put your dog on your facebook profile picture i just don't get it i don't get what's i i don't like your dog i i have no connection to your dog i don't care about your dog i'm sorry i don't it means nothing to me your dog is is nothing you can like your dog that's fine i don't care you can like your dog that that's cool but do you want me to like your dog because i i don't i don't care i'm tired of everybody talking about dogs that stupid cat commercial where there's a cat and it's next to this woman who's working on her computer and the cat purrs and then a child says, Mom, I fell down. I'm bleeding. And, and, her mo and the mo mother who's next to the cat says, Get a Band-Aid. And the child says, I'm bleeding. Grab two. They're in the cupboard. The mother does not care because she cares about her cat over her own child doesn't a mother have more obligation to give the child more attention more love more care why is she caring about the cat and the comfortableness of the cat the pet of the family receives more love than somebody of the family that makes no sense to me is completely wicked and awful. Animals are disgusting. If you ask me, I think humans are disgusting as well. I think I think you know we're we're, we're we we wasted away from the perfect creation of the Garden of Eden all the way till 2021, February 20th at 10:11 a.m. from creation till now, we've lost our beauty. Beauty was in things, and now it just seems like it's in all the wrong places and all the wrong things. <sighs> beauty is hidden. You have to look deep to find the beauty in things. Just what's on the surface is not always what's best. The, the perfect cover is not the perfect book of any, by any sorts of the means. But if you're going to make a book and you want to make a CD, you might as well put a good cover on it because you want it to be cool, right? 
got to have a cool-looking album with a cool-looking song or cool-looking lyrics. Um, essentially, it's essential to establish essentially when saying essentially. I forget what I said in that last episode. Somewhere in one of the series, while I'm getting confused and tangled up, as we're reaching the uh, the final documentation of the episode, I know these episodes are long. I, I hope they don't run too long to where you lose interest and you just don't want to listen anymore. But uh, hopefully you gain some meaning out of this and you hear some of my perspective, my personality. Believe me, I ship out all my personality on all these radio shows. And, you know, if you listen to one of them, you really, you know, you're like, okay, cool. I know this guy. Yeah, that's cool. Fine. You can know me through my radio shows. You can you can know Joe Wilmot through Heaven and Hell, through Dreams, End Times, and Reality. That's fine. I don't I don't have a problem with that. But uh, it is always good to have support from people, and I want people to mainly know from from why I'm doing my shows is to draw attention and focus to God, and direct you towards the Bible so you can read the Word of God grow closer to Jesus Christ, become saved, and be able to make it on to the next level, which is into the kingdom of heaven, while after death or on earth as it is in heaven, eventually when it comes to earth, or if you die before it comes to earth, while your spirit is dwelling with the Lord in heaven, that'll be fine. But, uh, you know, we all want to have a good life on earth and preach the gospel as much as we can. And I'm just one person that you get to look inside his, his life for and uh, see how he relates. I'm Joe Wilmot. Thanks for tuning in. This has been Heaven and Hell.